Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Padraplegics Podcast. As always, I must start with housekeeping items. I'll get these over with. I'm forced with violent with a threat of violence by Eric himself. Um, if I don't say these. Yes, do it. I'm, I'm in trouble. So here we go. Our sponsors, as always, are Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. That is azspinal.org. You can find them on the web there, or you can call them at 602-507-4209. Ask for Eric. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, call. Eric will answer, and he will solve all your problems. Um, all right. Maybe not all of them, but, you know. All, every one of them. This podcast can be found <laughs> on YouTube, uh, azspinal.org forward slash podcast, uh, Facebook. Uh, we all post it on our Facebooks. And also you can find it on the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury uh, Group. And the I Use a Wheelchair, Yes, I Have a Life group. Uh, yeah, a really big group. You can find us audio on Spotify and iTunes. Um, if you would, if you watch this, do us a favor, just hit subscribe on any one of those. Get your alerts going. Click right down there. And every time a new one drops, you'll be alerted. You won't miss. No, you won't want to miss this. Look at these faces. Um, Don, Eric, and myself have 100-plus years of living with a disability. We are not medical professionals. I repeat, we are not medical professionals. So if you are having medical issues, please contact your doctor. Uh, we are here only to tell our stories and to give little pieces of advice and wisdom that we've picked up over the years. Um, so yeah, we are not professionals, medical professionals. So that also means don't sue us. And if you can sue anybody, you know who to sue. I say it every time and I'll say it sue again. Eric. Eric's got all the monies. Sue Eric. Money bags. Yeah. Uh, Scrooge McDuck. I saw him diving into it the other day. Look at the look at the background. Look who has stuff in the background. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Again, that's, Sue that's Eric. why you got so much. Look, that's why you got so much money. That's right. Yeah. I, I just I don't buy anything. I don't. Buy, I just live in a blank room. <laughs> this, is, this is my this is my own little matrix room. My dream room. Uh, mature language and content, especially in this episode, we will be discussing. Uh, a little bit more mature concepts and thoughts and stories, maybe. I don't know. We'll see if we get to that part. Um, so there will be mature language and there will be mature content, mostly from Eric. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're 18, if you're under 18, uh, fair warning, okay? Yeah. AZ Spinal, that is the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association, is currently looking for individuals with disabilities who are currently or have in the past used opiates to address chronic pain to share their stories. I did one. I know several other people that did some. It's a great thing. They're trying to help people out to uh, raise awareness of the opiate, of opiate use and how it can be done safely or if it can or addictions and all these different things. They're trying to raise awareness. Good job for you guys, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. Uh, that is it. For the housekeeping items, unless Eric, you have something to add. Uh, yeah, just uh, reach out to me at eric at azspinal.org or our phone number, which was given. 
I'll be putting uh, information in the description with what we're going to talk about today. And also, I'm going to put additional information so that you can reach out to me with this episode. Um, like and subscribe. Awesome. And so let's get cracking. Today's episode will be involving, we'll be talking about devotees. For anybody who doesn't know what a devotee is, Mr. Eric Kenning is going to tell you. Well, this started from a comment. So I got a comment on our last video. So I really want to honor that. And I'm going to read the comment to you real quick. And, and, and that'll kind of lead me to why we're going to talk about this today. Um, so the comment was from Bobby. And said, thank you all for sharing your experiences so openly. One question that comes to mind, have you ever encountered a potential partner that wanted to engage in a relationship with you primary, primarily because of your disability or use of a wheelchair? I've encountered a few people that have fetishes in this spectrum. So to honor one of the few comments that we get, we hey, need to discuss. Don't say that on air. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. The multitudes of comments that we we get. chose this comment out yep. of the thousands, thousands that came in. Yeah, thousands. Um, so, so um, I thought it was really, I thought it'd be real appropriate that we focus down on this issue because it's a very, it, it can be a very serious issue, and I think some of us have had these these experiences, and. And I'd like to explore kind of our perception and how we would like to be seen as opposed to how we are seen. So a devotee, just to go into it, so I watched a video today and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that YouTube video in the description. Um, but a, a devotee is someone who actually is attracted to the fact that someone has that their disability. So it's actually the struggle is what they are turned on by or the the malformation well, of the limbs or a mm -hmm. stump well i have the um i actually have the definition right here go for it go for so, it loranda so it says so what exactly is a devotee a devotee are people both men and women who are sexually attracted to disabilities they are sexually turned on by person amputation paralysis muscle weakness muscle spasm, limb differences, etc. If you have a disability, then you're going to, oh, that's, but that's what the definition is, basically. She's going a little bit in depth, but it basically um, breaks it down to what exactly a devotee actually is. Yeah. Go ahead, Mary. Now, I, I didn't know what a devotee was. I mean, I got, I got to tell you, I went through most of my life, and I did not know what a devotee was. I, was, I, I grew up with a disability, and I was blown away when I found this out. Um, it doesn't surprise me. It just, mm -hmm. I didn't know that this was actually a, a section of reality that we're dealing with. Um, so I see that you're not a frequent visitor of the FetLife website. <laughs> no, I left my uh, ball gag and leather back in Minnesota. So. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, Eric, I'm with you too. I, I didn't know what a devotee was either. I just found out this year basically what a devotee was. Yeah, and it, it's a bit, it, 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 it's just a very, it's, it's something that I think we should talk about because it, it's along the spectrum of why people 
try to start relationships sometimes. I mean, this is part of the whole basket of mm -hmm. beings that you're going to get coming into your life that are going to say, hey, I want to do something with you. You know, not everyone's motive is, you know, philanthropic, like, mm -hmm. wow, you're a wonderful person inside. I love you. You just, you're, mm -hmm. you just shine, you know? Nothing. It's more like, hey, it's your disability, man. It turns me on. <laughs> not that that's a horrible thing, okay? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have this, you could have a hundred people look at the same person and be attracted to the same person, but have, you can have the creeper and then you can have someone who honestly just sees you for you and loves your disability too. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole range that um, I think, I think is good to talk about. And if we could just, if I could just open up the discussion from there, um, does anyone have any experience with this? I'm not sure. I'll let you go first. I mean, I do. For yeah, sure. yeah, Sean, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I guess what what I want to know is, you know, what what are we talking? About? Do we have, do I have experience like actually like dating somebody, like being in a relationship with the devotee, or do I just have experience with being around or being encountered by devotees? I mean, both, uh, any and all, really, because. The, the, the truth is, uh, I think people would benefit from your insight and your experience in this arena. And um, so anyway, okay, well, I'll just talk about the first time I ever even I found out about them. Um, yeah, that would be great. So I think this was around 2009 or 2000, 2008 or 2009. Um, I was living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So let me see, it's 2020. Yeah, it was around 2008, 2009 ish. Um, and I was in a circuit city. That's how that's how that's how long ago this was. Wow, they still have those. Anybody remember Circuit City? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was in a circuit city, and I was in the line. And then I left, and I got in my car, and I drove home. I drove off. Okay, that has something to play as it comes later into the story. But I need to set that set that up. So I'm at home, and I get a phone call from the place that built my van right so did all the hand controls lowered the floor put the ramp and all that stuff like that shout out uh clock conversions grand Mission. anyway so the guy there the salesman was kind of a buddy of mine a little bit you know um he called me and he's like hey dude there's this really really hot chick in here and she's asking for somebody that i think is you i'm not 100 percent sure but can I give her your number, dude, please? And I was like, is she, oh, okay, whatever. Sounds good. Um, anyway, so she calls me, I answer, I talk to her a little bit. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Where, where did you, and she was like, you were at circuit city today. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I saw you in line. I'm like, how did you track me down all the way to here? So she saw me get into my van right so she said she was running out to come out and talk to me but i drove off and on the back of my van said clock conversions so she went to the two clock conversions drove all the way over there granted this is about 35 minute drive from where she was all Dang. the way over there and described me because she said that was the only one in grand rapids that made that did those conversions so she went in there and described me, and the guy was like, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I got to ask. 
So she she calls me and uh, and I'm like, all right, well, I don't, all right, whatever. Like she didn't tell me the Circuit City thing, whatever, you know, or not, or the clock conversions thing. She just said I saw you at Circuit City, and I looked up something. I was like, whatever, I don't, whatever. So she was, she ended up calling me, texting me, texting me, texting me, texting me nonstop. So finally, I'm like, all right, whatever. You can come over. Let's go out on a date, right? As soon as she comes in the door, she, no time wasted. Let's put it that way. No time wasted whatsoever. She instantly is like, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second here. I mean, you know. Dang. Take it down a notch for a second. Let's, you know, I, I do have a caregiver that's sitting right here on this couch. Like, let's just, just take it down a notch. And, uh. And so, you know, I mean, I'm at the time I was a young, <laughs> I was a young man. Mom, if you're watching, turn this off, please. Um, God, at the time I was a young man. So I was like, all right, cool. I told my aide to leave. Uh-huh. And, you know, <laughs> we had relations. Let's put it that way. Oh, wow. All right. So the next day, she texts me again and calls me in. I'm coming over. I'm like, oh, dude, all right, whatever. I don't understand this, but whatever. Like, she's that into me, I guess, right? This happens for, like, five, six days in a row. And in then, a row? In a row. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and so a marathon. And so one day, I was, she said she was coming over. This was, like, the seventh day, I believe. It was, it was the full week. Seven days. She said, I'm coming over. But I was laying in bed, Okay. She came over when she came in. She was like, just pissed off, just screaming mad. What are you? What are you so pissed off about? She's like, why are you not in your chair? I'm like, uh, because I'm laying in bed. Like, what? You know what I mean? I'm tired. What? Why are you? I don't know. What? What are you talking about? She's like, this isn't gonna work for me if you're not in your chair. And I was like, what? work for you how i don't under, like i don't get what you mean wow she's like uh like how have you not figured this out yet and i'm like dude i don't even know what you're talking about one number two what have i not figured out she's like are you getting in your chair or not and i was like fuck off and she was like all right bye and then she she bounced and i never heard from her ever again and so that wow. was my introduction to what a de- devotee is Wow, that that's a that's a full immersion is what that is. Yeah, so like she was she really only was interested in me when I was in the chair. She had wanted nothing to do with me out when I was even laying in bed, even though I was still disabled, right? I mean, wow. she just didn't it was too normal for her. That was too normal, too too normal. My whole thing is that man, how many days did she come back? That's half a kick. <laughs> six or well, seven if you count the one that she came over and cussed me out seven days i mean but so that was my introduction to it and then i started to be like oh wow this is a real thing like mm-hmm. so i started to look into it at the time it was myspace facebook era like they were where they were competing oh and, uh, myspace yeah i remember that and you could find a lot of them on MySpace. So they even had their own, just like on Facebook, they also have their own groups hmm. that you can join on Facebook called Devotees. They're on, they're on there. You can join them. Um, and so I've just, I, I kind of got into it 
not I'm not into it. I I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of okay. was like interested in looking it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then through that I was contacted by adult film companies seriously for to make vid those videos. So then I was like, "Whoa, man, this is just too much. This is too much for me. I got to I got to go. I got to be out." That's next right. level, man. Wow. Right. Yeah. You know, when I when I found out of, when I found out about it, material, you know, here's some stuff. Um, I'm the type of person like I just go full into it because I want to know everything. Because when they brought it to me, I felt like like you know they was like oh like I should know I should know what a devotee is. And I'm like no, I really don't look at life kind of like that or whatnot because I cut people off real quick too. You know what I'm saying? Like you coming me the wrong way, click. You don't even get a second nothing um yeah. so when i found out about it i went online and i just did like searching about it like crazy and i was like dang this is like a real real thing but i read an interesting article of from actually a devotee and she was basically describing herself and her attraction to individuals that are quads, not, no, not quads, it was pyramids. And she was like, you know, how she explained it, I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Because she explained it as loving the whole person. Um, and, and, and so I thought that was, you know, I thought that was pretty, that was pretty cool. But I did go on the website. I did find the website because, you know, I went searching and everything. And some of the things, People were paying, like, they wanted pictures um, of, like, you, you just just your wheelchair, and they will pay you for it and just all different type of yeah. craziness. So That's this one guy, yeah, yeah, so this one guy inboxed, inboxed me. Well, actually, yes, first of all, he called me, um, tried to FaceTime me, uh, message me, the live message thing. And I'm laying on my bed, and I'm like, okay, first of all, why the hell, why are you calling me at 12 o'clock at night so i immediately hit in and so i inboxed them and i'm like you know first of all i don't know you like that you know don't call me at no 12 o'clock at night what do you well i just wanted to see you and after i cussed him out real good he ain't bothered me no more he actually disfriended me he unfriended <laughs> me because you know like i said um it's just it's just it's just crazy it's just crazy and then um i do I'm in that group with other other women that um, are kind of really dealing with this stalkerish type, you know, craziness. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's different levels, or you know what I'm saying. I think there's kind of different different levels because the one lady that uh, that wrote the article, I wouldn't look at her. I wouldn't have been afraid of her, you know. But yeah. then this other guy that is like stalking, like calling you 30 times a day, yeah. um, asking for money for pictures. So there's, I feel there's, there's different, you know, there's different, different levels. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, one, one thing she called herself a devotee and then he called and everybody's calling this guy a devotee, but the levels and the, the attraction to me, um, was totally like totally different. So if I, if I may, mm -hmm. um, I'd like to throw something in there. So I had when uh 
and I think this is relative to kind of kind of the cycle that we can get caught in. Um, so I was uh, I just got married and you know Lourdes and I and we were being intimate and she looked at me and she said I was beautiful and I couldn't take it. I, I my own self image of what I thought I was, my body and how it didn't work. I I couldn't handle that. I didn't believe her. I thought she was lying to me. And it was tough. It was a really really tough moment for me because I had to come to the fact that someone could actually see me as beautiful. And that was I think that's the trap we get stuck in, okay, is, mm -hmm. you know, we want to be seen as the beautiful, wonderful person that we are, you know, and that someone would want to take advantage of not looking at that, but looking at something else, our body, and seeing it as an object. You know, just like, just like you know, how people say, you know, don't just look at me like an object, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's some of the dynamics that we're dealing with, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not just a sex object. I'm, you know, a human being, you know? I mean... Hold on now, Eric. I want to be looked at as a sex object. I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, not just, even going to lie to you. Yes, so you look at me <laughs> and you like me. I want you to want to have... Look, I want to have sex with you if we're going to go there. I'm yeah. just going to be honest, you know? Nope, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. And you know yeah. what? I, and you know, one of the things too, another one of my encounters with the devotee actually helped me like build some of that self confidence that you have, right? Like, because yeah. this person, I mean, it was, was on the good spectrum of it, I guess. So you're on the mm -hmm. more norm spectrum of devotees, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's how you say it. But, um, and she, she made me feel like I was, you know, the most attractive, most handsome man in the world. See, that's right? awesome. And so it, it really helped me in a time there, during a time in which I was kind of struggling. So, you know, there, there's positives to this thing too. I mean, it's not all, it's not all a negative thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make devotees to be the bad people here. Um, I'm just saying that there is a big spectrum of the devotee uh, experience is, is excuse really, my language too, is the crazy, is the crazy ass people that's out there that yeah. makes it, I mean, that literally, yeah. because like I said, this guy, he's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? He really, really is dangerous. So yeah, and it's, it's, it's serious. And that would, you know, that same type of individual would apply across multiple arenas, you know, I mean, you know, their type of mentality probably would apply to, you know, dangerous if they were not just a devotee, but wanting a regular relationship, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it can really go down to the person themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, there is just a wide spectrum here. Um, I mean, Don, do you, have you ever had any experiences with any devotee? Um, well, I can't say that personally that I have, but I have known friends of mine with disabilities that have experienced that. And uh, I, I mean, um, I guess my comment would be just like any able-bodied population, we have our whole range too in the disability mm -hmm. population. For some people, a devotee would be big turnoff or very harmful or hurtful mm -hmm. on the other end there are some people that really embrace that and yep. even use that and you know some people even profit 
like you said, but LaRonda, mm -hmm. I've, I've known people that, um, there's a website out there, I don't wanna give the name of it, but it's sort of like a Girls Gone Wild site for people with disabilities. Hot Wheels? Uh, they, pardon me? It's hot, is, is it the Hot Wheels? It, well, no, but- I know, uh, There's a couple be, of them, I can uh, name them up if you want me to. Sure, no, but I mean, where Good people case. with significant disabilities <laughs> take advantage of devotees and sell mm -hmm. sets of pictures for, for money. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so I guess everybody has their own different opinion of, of that situation. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I did, I uh, had a good friend of mine that had muscular dystrophy and uh, her, her disability was very significant over the years. It really contorted her body. And, you know, she got a lot of stares when we would go out in public, you know, people just mm -hmm. stare at her because she looked very different. And so, you know, she would not be attractive to, you know, I guess, your typical person. But, you know, when she's found somebody that was a devotee and really was into her, she ate that up because it was, it was attention and it was sexual attention. And, you know, for her, it, kind of like what you said, Sean, it, it bolstered her self-confidence and, and made her feel whole. Mm -hmm. So it's a real complicated thing. I mean... It is. And I don't blame her. It's like, you know, I, I don't, I, I truly, truly don't, you know, don't blame her. Just like you said, you know, Eric, also us as, you know, individuals with disabilities, you know, disabilities, it took me a long time to basically get the, the courage that I have. A lot of people look at me and I was like, sometimes I have my bad days. Sometimes I have my good days, you know, um, but it took me a long time to build up the confidence of saying that, you know, looking at myself and saying that I am a beautiful person with, you know, even though with this, with my disability, you know, so, you know, to find someone that actually love you or find you attractive all the way around and um, they can kind of see past, you know, can see past the disability. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad thing um, at, you know, at all, because I think everybody, um, I would say, I had a conversation with some people that were able-bodied and I kind of uh, kind of threw this out there to my, actually my sister's boyfriend because I just really kind of bothered me because I, like I said, I read that I was confused really, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, okay, I can't call this woman a DOT because everybody put this bad stigma on it. And, um, and, and he kind of asked me a question. He said, well, what are you attracted to? You know, and I was like, well, I told him my trust. He said, well, you probably will you be considered a devotee if, you know, from what you're telling me, because you like men that are very, are tall, you know what I'm saying? And, and things of that nature. And I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> you know, or whatnot. So, you know, I don't blame your friend. We, I mean, everybody, everybody needs this love. Everybody needs love. Yeah, that's what I was going to, I was going to get right into. You, you segued <laughs> it perfect, LaRonda, is look. The simple fact is, even though we're disabled or we have a disability, we still are sexual beings as humans. Mm -hmm. we, we, we need relationships. We need love. We need mm -hmm. companionship. All those things make a difference still. It doesn't mm -hmm. stop because we're disabled. But, you know, mm -hmm. If anybody thinks that, then I'm going to tell you right now it doesn't. Yep. It, you know, we need it too. So sometimes when you are on the far spectrum of a disability, right? I mean, 
it can be a very, very difficult thing to date, to find somebody interested in you, to even go through that whole process, right? I mean, that's a difficult thing. That's why you see a lot of higher level quads or people of the sort end up dating somebody that is their aide or their caregiver, right? Because they already know that they're okay with the disability, right? Now they just meet them as the person. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, there's a fine line to walk there. And I think that we kind of all do it in some way or another. Um, Mm -hmm. And even though there's a name put on it, I guess, as devotee, look, I think anybody who dates somebody with a disability has to be somewhat of a devotee at some point. There you go, Sean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree, Sean. I, I agree with you totally 100, like 100%. You know, I'm out here in this dating world. Oh, I tell you. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. It is. It, it really, really is. I take my, and, and I'm going to be honest, I really believe that I'm a very confident, you know, individual. And like I said, sometimes I do have my, you know, my good days and my bad days. I think I take my profile down um because i get so disgusted you know sometimes um so i take my profile down i put it back up take it down put it back up or or whatnot it's the dating role is 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 hard it is hard so i can see why an individual will, will go to a website where it says okay these people i mean this is what they're looking for you know I can I can under I can truly understand that because I mean dating is dating is really look at me. Let's look look at it like this. Mm -hmm. Is there a stigma behind Christian mingle? No. Mm -hmm. Is there a stigma behind farmers only? No. Right? It's all the same thing, right? It's just that you're going somewhere, like you said, LaRonda, where you know already that somebody is okay with it if not okay with it they like it mm-hmm. exactly. So it really exactly. Takes, it takes a lot of the hard part of being disabled and date in the dating world away mm-hmm. right okay. there right then and there right off the bat you already know mm-hmm. so right. Uh, right. but then i want to talk we should talk about like like i said the crazies you know what i'm saying sure. you know how you know to pick you know because they're they are there and i think that um I think that they're, you know, I'm I, as me being, you know, um, I would say a woman with a disability. I always have my antennas up, you know, um, on on just, you know, on just everything, you know. Um, I'm very, I'm not a, and I can say, and I hate that, I don't want this to come up. I'm not a, like a fearful person either, you know. Um, I, you know, I, my family kind of really protected me. Um, I have a lot of cousins. I have a lot of I have a lot of sisters, you know, and things of that nature. So they kind of really kind of sheltered, you know, kind of sheltered me. And like I said again, like this guy, he he's taking it to a whole nother level. See, me if it was me and he contacted me, I'd have gave his number to my sister and let my sister and them handle it. He 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 would have never called. <laughs> they would have scared him so bad, mm-hmm. you know, about contacting. <laughs> you know come back to a person and doing the things that he's I mean they were you know so there are but there are crazy they're just crazy people and I just hate that they have to be labeled as a devotee devotee they they're just crazy yeah they have they have 
severe fetishes, right? I mean, mm -hmm. is what, there you it, go. And, and it, and that it can be anything, right? There's mm -hmm. just a name for this one. Like there's a name for so many other ones. And, and, you know, I think sexuality is a very uh, difficult thing to understand uh, mm -hmm. as, as I, mean, I, I think we as humans don't even have the slightest clue of understanding of what sexuality really is and how the brain works and functions mm -hmm. when it comes to sexuality. And that's why you see a lot of these wide spectrum things, you know, like devotees for amputees only, right? Devotees for paras only, devotees for quads only, devotees for mm -hmm. MS only. It, it, you can see it on every spectrum, right? And it's because we don't really understand what makes us. I mean, we all have things that turn us on, right? I mean, I know I do. I know if if you guys don't, I I, I feel bad. I guess I, I think you should, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Oh, like, I have a, look at me! I have mine. I have mine. <laughs> sure, you do. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean it it's it's whether or not that is socially you know uh, socially accepted right what i mean w what is your baseline norm right if you look over you go to australia or to places in europe right sexuality is much different than it is here in the united states yeah so it, there's a lot of things to think about or to factor in when you start to get into these conversations about these fetishes or these these outlying what do you, whatever you want to call them, sexual uh i don't know I don't know the word for it, so I'm not going to say a bad, uh, the wrong <laughs> Say what you want to say, Sean. Just, just say it. Just say it. I, back I, mean, you I think the word is perversions, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. right. I don't know if that's the real you. word. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, you, Sean. I, I, and I think that's the spectrum we're talking about is, you know, it can go into creeper perversion stuff and it can go all the way to, you know, love, you know, and where you mm -hmm. can, where literally, you know, I, I tell you, what, I've I've dated someone before, and and the way I look at that person, after making that connection with them, for me, you know, I've had that experience where all I see is that person and everyone I look at, you know, and so, you know, that type of perception I think could happen, and I think devotee could be a part of that whole spectrum, you know where it can really be that unconditional sort of yes i love your body i love everything mm -hmm. about you i mm -hmm. love it, you know mm -hmm. or it couldn't be mm -hmm. the sneaky person on the phone going hey you want to go meet tonight yeah i mean you know and i don't want to mm -hmm. make it sound wrong but i mean there there really are some people out there that will mm -hmm. try to take advantage of the situation mm -hmm. yeah i think i think intent intent is really like yep. what matters right it, it's yep. not that that person may may have just been attracted to you because you're disabled but mm -hmm. the intent in which they are engaging in a relationship with you is what matters mm -hmm. yep right, right. It's not, why are they doing it and are they up front and and or mm -hmm. do they have an alternative uh agenda you know don you were gonna I say what, i don't know what the line is but uh i think like if they don't see you as a person at all or um, they just see you as just a pure object sexual mm -hmm. object and they don't mm -hmm. see the person at all that's kind of where it gets dangerous to me in, in my opinion and uh, you know that's kind of the creeper end of the spectrum to me is where mm -hmm. they just see you 
purely as an object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's dangerous to me. I think yeah. I think that is I think that is well I think it's dangerous and I think there's a lot of things about it that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's it's not just you know that they're thinking of you as an object, but they can also be taking advantage of you in ways financially, maybe right. Mm-hmm. Like they can be taking oh, advantage yeah. of you in so many different ways. Um, you know, I think that's where you really can run into a ton of issues. Um, mm-hmm. You know. And we can get into this too. And I think this is a very pertinent subject, you know, like as far as us, when we date, you know, like when is it okay for you? And this is a question for each of you. When is it okay for you to allow a lot or someone you're in a relationship with to help with your caregiving or help you with things of that sort? Right, That's because if you really get into this mm-hmm. thing and you start looking at it, right, you might be like, okay, this is a very suitable thing for me. Very suitable. This person might want to yep. do all of that. They might want to. I mean, they, you know what I mean? And make your life super easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because but, you know what? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you my you know story with that. With that one, Sean. So I was talking to this one. I was talking to this one guy. I mean, or whatnot, and we went out. And I, like he we went shopping or whatever, and he wanted to kind of help push me and things of that nature. And I'm like, no, I can push myself. You know, I don't, I don't just carry my bags. That's all I don't want you to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just carry my bags. I got everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't push me. Grab the bag. Right, right. So, <laughs> so nice <my> redirect. <laughs> By the end of the by the end of the Classic day, misdirection. By, by the by the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. He was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what not to do. He was like, you so independent. He was like, I'm scared to do um to do basically you know anything. I was like, just do what I tell you. It's not that hard, you know. <laughs> Said every woman wow. to every man that I've. <laughs> Right. Just do what I tell you. You know, so and then like I'm sorry, you know, Lordez, I said that. I'm sorry. It's the, it's, the, it's the truth. It's the truth. I will vouch for that. But I'm like, you know, if I don't ask you for your help, you know, don't don't you know, don't don't offer. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I guess I'm I'm that type of you know, I'm that type of person. And I think that sometimes like you need to have common sense. So if you see me struggling to do something, then be like, Oh, can I help you or something like that? But if I'm not struggling, you know, don't, don't help, don't help me. Like, even when I go out, like, I go out now, people see me putting my chair together, and they come and help me, and I'm like, no, I got it, you know what I'm saying, but I always make an instance to say, but if you see somebody else that's struggling, please help them, you know what I'm saying, because I don't want, you know, he, he said I made him feel some type of way, so I was like, ooh, sorry, I wouldn't, I was just telling you, I got it. So have you ever, have you ever let somebody that you've dated since you've mm-hmm. been in, in a chair, mm-hmm help you with your let's say bowel programs or showers nope Don? uh yes i have uh many times um and you know that's after a while kind of getting to a point where i'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that um mm-hmm. i do have to say though even though i said i never had been involved with a devotee um i think there's something akin to that um, with some females I've dated where uh, kind of like LaRonda described, they wanted to take care of me. They wanted to mother me. 
um, excessively, not like just your mm -hmm. average, let me help you with that. This was like, I want to do everything for you. And it's to the point where it, it seemed extreme to me. And so maybe that's another form of devotee that probably is more prevalent, prevalent with females, I'm guessing, caregiver type. Mm -hmm. And so um, those, when those encounters happened, I did feel uncomfortable. Uh, although I do like when I'm dating someone to have them help me and get to a point where they're comfortable with my care as well. But if I that's, agree like, that. if that's like the first foremost thing they want to do, you know, before anything else, getting to know me and that sort of thing, that's a red flag for me. Yeah. Where's the line draw right there for you, Don? Because, I mean, look, this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. I mean, as far as when dating and being in relationships is to, to find that, that good balance of where like, Hey, you know what? Like, okay, help me at these times to do these things, but don't help me with these things at these times. Mm -hmm. And then also having somebody around to do that care for you also adds another thing on top of a relationship. Yeah, that so, level of need and dependency. Yeah. Well, it, look, you're bringing you bring another individual into it, right? Like you're bringing yeah. mm -hmm. it's like you're bringing a whole another person into your relationship, and that person mm -hmm. changes every eight hours or twelve hours, mm -hmm. right? Like it's oh like, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, that's a part of it too. I mean, you know, I, there's mm -hmm. a lot that goes into it. I mean, mm -hmm. Dom, is there is there stuff like do you only let somebody do it when you're traveling maybe or do you let them do it on a daily basis do certain things like where yeah. are your lines drawn at it, you know i think the the danger there is a burnout or a, a change in the dynamic of the relationship where it goes mm -hmm. from a romantic relationship to a caregiver mm -hmm. um, caregiving uh, relationship and so i've always kind of cautioned people against having their significant other as their primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I've seen over the years too where that relationship works out just fine. And again, I think it has to be an honest exchange where, you know, if the caregiver is getting burnt out by it, they have to be honest with you about it. And, you know, if you're feeling a change, you have to be honest with them. So, um, but it, it is easy to fall into that because it's so comfortable when you're with somebody and they can do your care and you know just it's easy and to they want to do it you want yeah you want them to help you they want to help mm -hmm. you so mm -hmm. you know as long again as it doesn't go into that burnout mode where everything changes um i, I mean i know i have hard lines mm -hmm. hard lines okay I, I don't i don't have anybody who i'm in a relationship do any of my daily regimens like bowel care showers any of those things unless it is like we're going on vacation right like if we were together and we both wanted to go on vacation sure like it's it's a short period of time and and it can be fine but i've, I've been in relationships that have been ruined strictly over the fact that they're doing so much care for you that you rely so heavily upon them that mm -hmm. if they don't want to do it, you're like, ah, what's going on? 
Mm-hmm. And it, it you know, you get in arguments about it, and, and they're like, "Wait a second, why is everybody everybody's getting paid, right? Well, I'm not getting paid. Like, what? Am, you know, like it's like, oh shit, now I gotta pay you. You know, like it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, like so. The, there's lines there, and I, you know what I mean. Like I, I've learned over the years to draw hard lines like that, so that way it makes it easier in the beginning to for them to know where they fit. You know, I mean, because I think it's hard when, especially when you have caregivers and mm-hmm. family members and all these roommates or whatever you have, they don't know necessarily where to fit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you have that already, I think you'll be more successful at mm-hmm. dating and being in relationships in general, mm-hmm. you know? I think be? you're right. That's true, Sean, because when I was married, my husband didn't do any of that, like none, none of that. Um you know, um, even like now with like the use of catheters and I don't even share that with, with, with someone that I'm dating or, or anything of that nature. It was a while before he even knew, you know, kind of what a catheter was. And I think that, I think that that's, that, that is right. You should keep it separate, you know, only because, you know, for those, you know, for those reasons, um, because someone, I think someone can get burned. And I think that that's what me, minds is, is that, this is, um, I never wanted someone to come back and be like, you know, you're dating them or you're talking to them and it's like, well, I did this for you and I did, you know, and I did oh, that yeah. and I did this. You know what I'm saying? I never, I never wanted, wanted that. I never wanted to have someone to have that basically leverage over me that, that, can, that can hurt me with that. Um, yep. You yep. know, it with, with being a woman is like, you know, like even now, um, I, like I said, I find it, I find it so hard because men look at me for financial you know what i'm saying they see me coming and they look oh look you know um and they immediately they ask me for money um all different you know all different type of stuff it's like really? I was like it's just so it is just really yes it's really really hard um you know being you know this after being disabled and actually out here in this dating world and that's why i was like i think that that's why it's so easy for women or individuals to go to quote quote devotees because like I said, it's it's just hard. I have I have had it on all different different levels. Somebody that wanted to move in with me. I'm like, dude, I just met you. You know what I'm saying? We just I just said hi, you know, and immediately thought that I was desperate um, because I was you know disabled. Felt like oh, you should be happy that I even looked at you or even you know. So you know um, you know made me feel really bad about myself. Like you know. Like I wasn't worthy of like date, like dating somebody or whatnot. And like, I should just really settle for anything. So I actually have like, um, I, I have a list, you know what I'm saying? I have a, you know, mental list of what I will accept and what I won't accept from an individual. Yeah. It's hard out here for a pimp. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> So that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, you shine the one lady that just wanted to come have sex. I'm like, Deb, let's come do your business. Ain't going to buy your business. I've been, I've, I've been encountered multiple times by these, by that situ, that same situation. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not going to say I, I, I didn't like it. Right. You know, because I'd be lying. I'd be lying to everybody on here, and that's not the point, right? Like right. we're here to be able mm-hmm. to try to tell mm-hmm. things and. Look, it's happened. It happens. Yeah. You, you, if I go to a, a club or a bar, you better, you better, you better damn believe somebody wants to sit on my lap. There ain't no question. I mean, oh, anyway. 
I cannot tell you how many times I used to go dancing and people would sit on my lap That's and right. dirty dance with me and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it got very real and close. Yeah. Um, hey, I was, I was going to respond to the was question. That a, uh, was, that a, was, was that a song reference that I just, did I just heard out of you? <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. Did you just get it? Did you just hit it? <laughs> Dancing real close, <laughs> it hard for me, <laughs> baby. I'm yeah, that one. I, I didn't know you knew that song. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you gotta be on that one. Um, the uh, what I do is I I tell people I you know uh, because people. I've had both situations where I've had a person walk across a, a couple blocks to go scrape off my windshield of a half a foot of snow with the tiniest scraper in the world. I got this large scraper in the back. This is when I was in Minnesota. I had this industrial sized scraper, you know, and I was about to get rid of, rid of all this snow from a storm. And this guy was holding it up like a torch, man. The guy was like, I am gonna do this. And I said, I, I was gonna say, hey, I have a bigger scraper if you want to use this. He's like, you just stay there. I got it. And I'm like, I, got you. I was just like, God, okay, go with your bad self with this little scraper, you know? I mean, and, and so, you know, and then there's, there's people that, you know, I've had a person come up and, and, you know, I, sometimes I look like I struggle. I do struggle when I put my wheelchair in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he just came mm-hmm. in and goes, boom, and did it. And I'm like, what the absolute hell? are you doing you know i so the situation for me is look i'm gonna struggle i'm gonna do my life okay Mm -hmm. if i need some help i'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. and i would appreciate it if you would help me at that point however you know i I, i'm lucky i'm in a situation to where i can i Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to have help on a daily basis. So Mm -hmm. in that respects, I am lucky with my disability. Okay. Um, So I can do that. I can make that choice and, and say that, you know, um, that's, that's not for everyone. You know, people do need help, but what I'm getting at is that assumption that starts heading down that mental path of like, Mm -hmm. you owe me, or, you know, I Mm -hmm. did this for you, or, you know, now, now it comes with conditions and, Mm -hmm. and, oh, I'm always doing this and that, you know, so this is where, you know, I I agree, Sean, you got to set those hard lines and be like, look, this is what, this is what this is about. Mm-hmm. and you know there's a there can be a shame aspect involved in that oh, too. Exactly. oh you know? absolutely where somebody makes you just feel terrible because they have to like they have oh. to help you or they are helping you. oh yeah oh like, let me tell yeah, you like, what am i i can't do anything like what do you want me to do about it let, let me tell you my my husband's friend um like like friends or people that know he had one friend that well like one friend and they were like, he, I used to, you know, I worked for social security or whatever. And um, they asked, oh, what's your wife do? He's like, oh, she worked for social security, you know, she's social security. They could not understand the fact that I was actually working, you know. And oh, yeah. and then one of his, yes, then one of his friends um, actually was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I can, I, I can date someone that's disabled or in a wheelchair. You got to bathe them. You got to this, you got to do that. Um, 
I was like, um, I, you know, I had to look at him like, I know you, are you going to correct him, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when are you going to stop him? You know what I'm saying? And so immediately I was like, hold on now. You know, he doesn't bathe me. He doesn't do any, I bathe my, you know, I bathe my own children. I, you know, you know, I do have, you know, I mean, people really, really thought that, um, him dating me, he had to do all these, you know, all these things, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatnot. And I felt like this, it was like, you know, the, even if he did, so what, but it was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And he used to get praises. Do you hear me? And, you know, like, oh, you're such a good guy for, you know, for, for, you know, dating her and marrying her. Oh, geez, that one. Shit, I'm like, catch, what the fuck? Someone hit him in the shin already with a wheelchair. Jeez, look, I used to, I used to use that to get Mm -hmm. my friends laid all the time. (laughs) I used to use it all the time, all throughout college. They used my friends. Well, yeah, no, I would do it. I would just go up to him and be like, "Oh, hey, he's such a good guy. He helps. He takes care of me." He helps oh, me do oh all these things. My God. Like, oh my gosh. Shut up. Oh my gosh. The all the time. I did it all the time. Oh, and so, it, you know, like it, it goes both ways. You just push and pull here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, See, I may be, I may be the abuser. In this situation. <laughs> That's okay. So, see, we're exercising the spectrum here. Right. <laughs> wow. You got to use your. You got to use your perks, man. Do you not park in the front row? Yeah. 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 That's right. True. That's true. Yeah. Perks. Like with the whole da- yeah with the whole dancing thing. If you ugly, you ain't sitting on my lap. You know, I just I will move. <laughs> actually, I actually pulled. But we were at a. I was at a club, and I'm always dancing. But no, let me. You know, my little two step. Let me get out there and do my thing. And then soon it's just like you always this guy that fixates on you, and he's coming over there, and I'm like, oh no, you're not killing. And so he'll come like he's gonna just like. And I'll pull my chair back. <laughs> and he, he fell. <laughs> he fell. Bust his butt on the floor. So I'm famous for that. I am like literally, literally. I even get women, like women come and do it to me all the time too. And I'm going to tell you, this is disgusting. So one day for my birthday, I was a big birthday party. And this yeah, was the first was, time yeah. a woman came up to me. And she had a dress on. And she knows she was like grinding on my on my leg. I was like, "Do you got panties on?" I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't want you on my leg." I didn't even know how to act. Do you hear me? Uh, I didn't even know yeah. how to take it. And all the only thing that I could think about was, "Do she have panties on?" <laughs> and why, you know, her grinding on my leg? It's like, what makes you think that it's okay? <laughs> for you to come and grind on my leg. I, I didn't even know how to handle it. I did I didn't even know how to handle it. I you know and she and I actually that's what to the whole song went off. I was like this. Because I just couldn't and she just gone. She didn't care about my facial expression or I didn't even know what to say. You know, I didn't even know what to say. I looked in the bathroom later and I was like, oh help me. I just had to say a quick prayer. So I will move though. I, I I will move, but that was a that was like a men and women. They see that wheelchair. Don't go to the strip club. That's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> right, that strip club. They they. Woo! 
Yep. It's like a free oh, pass. Man. It's like a free pass. I don't, I don't really know why is. anybody wouldn't go. I, you don't I, even. You don't even need dollars. Don't I even need a wheelchair. Free pass. Free pass. I knew it's you like had a story coming up, John. I could just see your head spinning there. I'm telling you, as soon as you go in the door, it's a free. They might as well just hand you the Willy Wonka golden ticket and be like, "Here you go, man. This endless. And use it. You know. I mean, it's the way you go. They love it. Strip clubs are, 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 if you're in a chair, I, I suggest you at least go once. So just, just to have the experience, yeah. Yeah. Don't go, go to Vegas, and they are like, and my mm. friends, and they like, they put you right in the middle. And yep. they was like, you know what? I don't even have to get, I got you, I, I got you. And they present to you right in the front, and I don't care. I was like, oh, Lord. And I always do the, I do the, I, I don't give eye contact. I don't even got to, you ain't got to get eye contact. They're coming. They, they are coming. I tell you, I never threw not $1 at a strip club because I, and I got everybody, all the men and women come and dance by me. They did that whole show based upon the woman sitting in the front in the wheelchair. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, like it's I said, true. It's true. Perks. Yep. Yeah, I used to go dancing a lot when I was in college and I actually to this day feel really bad about this one because I had this this young lady that I knew from college and she, I didn't realize she was drinking as much as she did. When she got in my lap, a fast song came on. I popped a wheelie and I did a 360 like this. And when I got done, she was trucking to the bathroom. And to this day, I feel horrible about it because she was such a sweetheart. And I was just like, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but It happens, dude. And I was just trying to show off. I was just trying to. I know Donnie's got some strip club stories. Come on, Don. Don't act like you don't got any strip club stories, Don. Well, no. I I used to I used to go with my best friend, and he was a chick magnet, and that was he loved going there because, like he said, he got all the attention. I, I was not comfortable with it. I would just watch him, and um, be amazed. And, uh, you know, he spent a lot of money, in my opinion, wasted a lot of money on strip clubs and then dating strippers. So it was not yeah, you don't, scene, yeah, you don't want but, you, don't, you don't want to bring him home. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he did. I mean, it was uh, it was interesting. And there was a lot of drama. Trust me, there was a ton of drama always involved. And uh, then there. You know, the, the one thing about strip clubs that, that was an interesting feeling is I felt like the hot chick at a prom. I mean, everyone was just like coming mm -hmm. up to me like, what is going on here? It was a completely different feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was quite the experience. So to bring mm -hmm. that full circle, mm -hmm. that probably is the way some devotees make you feel right. Right. on a daily basis and it doesn't cost you money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Full exactly. circle on that one. Wow. Mm -hmm. Look at that. That was even See, a big loop. That's how, that's how a professional does it. All right, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's good, Sean. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know what what's our time looking like. Um, we, 
we're at like an hour and 17. So we probably should be wrapping it up in the near future here. Okay. Um, anybody, uh, anybody have any, I mean, we, we, we got into a couple of subjects, so I, I don't know if everybody got their turn to say something about each of those subjects. Anybody else want to put anything in with as far as devotees go? Yeah. Well, I'm looking. There you go. <laughs> Whoa, we just <laughs> lost you. Hammered off on that. She's like, I'm, I'm looking. Click. That was like a mic. Right now. That was like a <laughs> mic drop. It was like, I'm looking. <laughs> click on. That's all you, you know, need to know, people. Like, look at me, my sister. This is my sister trying to call me. I'm like, ah! I told nobody to call. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I call Eric, me Dom, anything else on the Devo team? Well, Eric, did you have something you want to share from YouTube, or, or is that? Yeah, yeah. So there was. There was a special on YouTube on uh, devotees. It it's informational, um, and it covers some of this material. Um, I think we did a really good job of kind of doing the full spectrum here, of you know what a devotee could be, and and is, and um, so the YouTube documentary um, I'll put in the description, and it it does talk about this. Um, the other thing we need to also just make sure is there's people that are stalkers. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just, that's just a fact, you know, and they, they use this as a guise to do their stalkering. So, you know, there's, there's all sides going on here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and know yourself, know yourself. Um, knowing yourself will help you know what you want. And then when you know what you want, then it makes it real easy to go out there and get it. So. And don't be so desperate that you know that you fall for anything because I think that that's what a lot of these stalkers do they feel like you're desperate and they prey on that you know yeah, so you yeah. know never go anyone I mean I would never send pictures to anyone I would never meet up with someone um you know by myself you know you have to make sure you're taking care of your you know of yourself because like I said they're they could harm you I mean you know so don't be so desperate and um, feel like, you know, no, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's safe ways to go about things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it, the perspective between a male and a female is much different probably yeah. on this as well, that as well as uh, what mm -hmm. level you are, what your yeah. injury, you know what I mean? How much mm -hmm. you can do for yourself. Yeah. We'll all have, all play a part in that. In, in that feeling of vulnerability, right, um, mm -hmm. that, that you're trying to avoid. Um, I think there's a place for it. I'm, I was an avid dater for, for quite some time. It took a, it took a little while off because um, <laughs> of some bad things that, you know, some, some strange circumstances that we can definitely talk about at another time. We definitely um, need to talk about it another time. <laughs> that, but then I have to be one of those extra mature things. Mm. That, those are those are the kink stories. You, you don't you don't want to get into those. I don't think. I don't know if you do. If people want to hear, yeah, if you guys want to hear kink story. stories, put, I mean, them, put in there. Yeah, comment. comment. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yes. Look at me, Sean. I'm gonna have to call you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like there's safe ways to do things and, and not safe ways to do things as far as when you're dating somebody, uh, especially the first, the first few times that you go out with somebody, you definitely need to let some people, somebody know where you're going. You need to have somebody that checks on you. There's, there's a lot of things 
that can go in there to help you feel safe and keep you safe um, from potential bad things to happen. Um, as far as devotees go, um, I think there's a place for them. I, I don't, I don't think that it's all a negative thing. I think yep. that I discussed earlier that mm -hmm. if they, I also feel that, um, you know, in some way or another, we all have a certain thing that we're into and that just mm -hmm. happens to be theirs. And we just happen to be those people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I don't think it's all negative. I think that uh, if if you put a super negative stigma on it, it 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 can be unfair to some people like your friend, right? That you were talking mm -hmm. to, you know, it can be unfair. So, I wanted to make sure that I was clear on that. I know I told a story about a crazy one earlier, but they're not all crazy, right? Well, and and the thing is, you you did get something out of it. You did oh, absolutely. You did have a positive experience yeah. with it. It was helpful uh, in, in its own way, you know. Like I said, and and I, I you know, I, we could, if we were going on for two hours, I could tell some more stories about some other ones. But it, you know, I think that one kind of covers the the crazy side of it, and mm -hmm. there's another side of it too, you know, that we could talk about. But I mean, you know, I think those are just normal people who just happen to be attracted to people with disabilities. And I think some of that might come from the fact that they, they have struggles themselves. And so then they can understand a struggle and then they feel more comfortable being around somebody who maybe has their own struggles the same way they have theirs. Right. So like it, it can be easier to build a relationship or a foundation when you both have something in common. Right. So, right, exactly. you know, yep. I, I, that's a, another thing that I, you know, I wanted to put out there because I know I've had on the good side of devotees too, that you would could, that could be considered that. And, and that was the reason why, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was more of a, a struggle thing, you know, knowing that I, I, they thought that I wouldn't judge them for their problems because they're not judging me for mine. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. anyways, exactly. um, Don, anything else on devotees? No, no. I'll take that as a no. Yeah. no I, th I think you know, um, with the comfort level, you know, the people that around someone with a disability, maybe they have somebody in their background they know disability, or they're with disabilities. Level is there, makes it easier to cross that line. So, for both parties, in fact, yours um, in particular that was kind of well-known with the guys that she was comfortable helping them figure out whether things function, you know, we're in rehab. And, uh, mm -hmm. Look, that, but in, in other that, countries, that's legal. Mm -hmm. In other countries, they're, they're called sex therapists, man. Like, and it's a legal thing and insurance pays for it. Like it's, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's not like that's out of the realm of craziness, right? I mean, it's, it's fully practiced well, I, in other countries. Know, and don't they I also call it surrogate? Guys, yeah, the surrogate. The guys my, sexual surrogate. Guys my rehab hospital appreciated it. You know, some of them really were uh, distraught with, you know, not knowing if things work, do they not work? Can I still be attractive to someone? And then all of a sudden, this attractive nurse comes in and says, hey, let's see what happens here. And uh, 
I heard. Wow. I said, and even in a movie, uh, there's a movie called The Water Dancers. Scenes like that, you know. Um, so yeah, then it can happen in all different types of ways. You know, you talk about caregivers, you talk about nurses. I mean, all that stuff, right? I mean, they can become attracted to you and do the and things can escalate in that way too. So, you know, yeah. I, th I think that, uh, yeah. Anyways, I think I'm beating my point to death, so I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> Next thing we talked about is lines drawn in relationships. Anybody have anything else they want to add? No? No. You, you no. did good. Yeah, I, no. I think we covered it pretty well, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. All right. Do another hour on other topics. But. Yeah, I mean, I I think talking about the actual sexuality of a relationship is very important. Something that we should mm -hmm. be doing. We should do soon. Um, yep. I think mm -hmm. it would go along with this series that we're doing. This is the second part, by the way. I probably yeah. should have said that in the beginning, but I didn't. So deal with it. <laughs> It'll um, be in the title. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that, I mean, it, there's all types of things that go into it. And as far as boundaries go, I think just to hammer at home, learn yourself, mm -hmm. learn what mm -hmm. makes you comfortable, and then put that into practice as far as relationships and dating go. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know I, yeah. I think and sometimes I still... you're going to have to fail to know mm -hmm. where that is. And love yourself. I think that before you get out there, and you actually do really start dating, you know, find, find yourself first, you know, um, so that you don't want you, so you don't be so vulnerable, you know, so know yourself, love yourself, know, like you said, have your boundaries set, um, you know, make sure you're comfortable in your own skin and you're comfortable with your disability. If I always tell people, if you can't take a full photo picture of yourself and post it on a public site or just, you know, see that full, picture of yourself don't don't go out I feel you shouldn't date because you, you're going to be hurt you, you know you're going to be disappointed and things of that nature but you know first of all work on yourself and love yourself um and who you are and do it at your pace there's no exactly. there's no timeline for this mm -hmm. look man, especially if you were able-bodied and then disabled right like mm -hmm. there's there's a transition period there man and and mm -hmm. For yeah. some people, it's an hour. For some people, it's 10 years, right? There's a transition period. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions to understand where your comfortable positions are. Yep. Because yep. that makes sense. Yep. Because Find your the boundaries. Only way to know. The only way mm -hmm. to know is to push it past, right? So yep. don't be scared to venture out and be part of the world and be part of the public and be part of mm -hmm. the dating world and all those type of things. Just because it'll help you grow into who you are mm -hmm. as an individual with a disability. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. You know, you guys are educating me very well. Thank you. <laughs> well, somebody needed to do it, Eric. I don't know. I've been trying to do it over phone calls, but you're just not listening. So let's just make it public. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Any, anything for you, but and again, if you're gonna sue anybody, it's gonna be Eric. If you're gonna call anybody about this episode. If you are a devotee and you're angry about what anybody said, call Eric. 
Uh, I, I'll take the calls. <laughs> Eric's Eric's fielding all the calls. Call him. Yeah. If you're if you're a devotee and you're a man, call Laronda. No. If you're a female, <laughs> you might be able to call me. I don't know. Send me a message on Facebook and then we'll figure it out. Well, first of all, you gotta look. You gotta be. You gotta at least be over six feet tall. I have. Look, there you go. Look. Yeah, you got standards. You got standards. I got standards. And I was an able-bodied devotee. She's she's devotee to the able bodies. So those kneecaps. It's those kneecaps for you, isn't it? You're just looking at those kneecaps the whole time. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, I was just gonna say. You know, we are at a certain level in the wheelchair where it's just like. Come yeah. on, Sean. She, 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 me and Sean, I be here. <laughs> me and Sean, Sean, me and Sean be here. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Sean. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking Sean. about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, hey, that was the Podriplegics episode. It's almost, it's finished. Click subscribe, hit the notifications, and you'll never miss our four beautiful faces and voices again. All right? From all of us. Peace. Peace. Yeah.